Here we go. Happy Friday. Same to you. Yeah. What do we got cooking here today? Barrage of questions. <laughs> what did you see from Kevin Harris in the preseason in terms of his running style and what he might be able to contribute coming up to the roster? Um, yeah, well, we'll see how it goes, Mike. Um, but no, you know, ran the ball well. Ball security wasn't very good. Hopefully that's better. He's worked at it. He knows that. So he's brought a good player at South Carolina. Had some production in preseason. See how it goes. Bill, if a player is listed as questionable today, what do you have to see from them today or tomorrow in order for them to be upgraded to active for Sunday? So a player is listed as questionable on the injury report today. You're not talking about practice. You're talking about the game injury report. Correct. Yeah, we follow the NFL rules on that. So whatever the player's status is, wherever he falls, whatever category it is, then we list him appropriately and make a decision whenever that decision can be made. Sometimes it's a game time decision. Um, sometimes a player could be listed like that and even if it was healthy and not be activated because of the number of activations that we have to have based on, you know, for competitive reasons, not injury reasons. But we still have to, we have to list everybody based on the NFL rules, so that's what we do. Then if they're out, then they're out. And if they're not out, then we can make a decision competitively whether that person well, they won't play. So. Gotcha. Um, I know that you, last week you said that Matt Jones was a lot better than the previous Friday. How mm -hmm. has he been looking this week to you? And then also, since we haven't really been able to talk to him over the last couple of weeks, how has he been handling his first major injury? Yeah, Mac, I think, is making good improvement. And we'll see where he is today. Certainly, he's doing a lot more this Friday than, or less Thursday than he did last Thursday. I imagine Friday, same thing. But, I mean, we'll see. Again, it's all. If a player has an injury, he goes out and does whatever he's capable or instructed to do. And then we see how that re how he responds and what happens. And nobody knows the answer to that question. So if the next day he feels better, then he does more. The next day he doesn't feel better, has soreness or whatever, then we back off and then try it again once he feels that we're at the next rate. So it's a process of steps. When you go one step, then you go to the next step. And then if you can't make it through that step, or then you step back and then you step through it again. So nobody knows how they're going to feel tomorrow after what they do today. I don't know how anybody's going to feel. They're in that category. We'll see where it is. If it's better on Saturday than it was on Friday, then maybe it's a game day workout. If it's worse, then we probably would downgrade the player. If it feels great today and tomorrow feels great, then we're good to go. But that's why Saturday is, a, is an important day in this whole process. I mean, I know everybody wants a definite answer, but it's just totally unrealistic to, to be able to do that. I don't know how a player is going to feel after three days of practice, depending on what the volume is or the intensity is. That's impossible to know that until you actually experience it or he experiences it. So.
We'll see. Took the words right out of my mouth. I've tried to avoid that phrase for give it a little break. I think I, I maximized it there and we'll give that a break for a few days. Then maybe coming back. Thank you. So you're welcome. Bill, you did mention you mentioned a couple weeks ago, you know, obviously whether or not he's actually ready to play is, is up to the medical staff and, and to him, I think you said. Uh, but then if he's deemed ready to go, then it's you know, it's a it's a huge decision. Do we want this player at X percent versus another player at a different percentage? Is that decision yours at this point or not yet? All right, so we're using a lot of pronouns here, so I assume we're just talking generically. We're not talking about any specific player, which Sorry. it would be pointless to talk about any specific player. But in general, back, but. yeah, but in general, until the player is medically cleared to play, then there's no coaching decision involved. Once the player has been medically cleared to play, then I would say in consultation with the player and the medical staff, it's what is the player being asked to do? So kicker has a sore leg, and, he's, and, the, and the decision is, well, you know, he kick field goals up to a certain range, wouldn't be able to kick off. All right, then as a coach, then that's your decision. And you could say, okay, well, we'll take this player at, let's call it 80%, and here's what his field goal range would be, 80%, and he's not going to kick off and play under those circumstances, assuming that the player also felt comfortable doing that. Right, so that's kind of would be an example of a player playing at less than 100%, but functional to a point, understanding that you're gonna have to get somebody else to kick off, and you're not gonna be trying, you know, maximum length field goals. That would be an example. So just put that in some other position, take some other player, and have the same conversation if it gets to that point. Right. So that would be the hypothetical situation. So I think it's easier to say that with, you know, talk about that with a kicker who has a very specific job rather than getting to somebody else of like, you know, it's an offensive guard, you can only run so fast straight ahead, how much is he going to pull, you know what I mean? Like that, that gets into like a whole nother rabbit hole that I mean, none of us want to go down. I guess the better way to ask my question would be, can you tell us if he's been cleared or is that to kind of follow up on Chelsea's question, is that something that wouldn't happen until Saturday, you know? It could happen anytime. There's no like deadline on that. The injury report is the injury report. There's a deadline on that, and there's a classification on that, and that's what we follow. Internally, we can do whatever we want based on the information. Not do whatever we want, but based on the information that's available, we can make you know make any determination that's appropriate. Again, part of that is how a player feels, what he's able to do, what he's not able to do what the recovery from what his previous output was or wasn't. So, but no, I'm not going into like what we, how internally we talk about the players and all that. And no, we're not, I'm definitely not, I'm definitely not doing that, Phil. You can forget about that. Put that in the file, the, that'll go right there. I want to give you the opportunity, yeah. No, I appreciate that, I really do. <laughs> I sincerely appreciate the opportunity to, to talk about Max medical status. But I'll skip that. I'll pass on. But thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, okay. I'm oh, sure.
Bill, Jacoby came back last week, was real productive. Seems like he's productive with every quarterback he plays with. And what does that just say about him and his development since he's been here? Yeah, Jacoby's development um, you know, as a player. Like, honestly, we've had a lot of guys like that, but come in as a rookie free agent, expectations are you know, low immediately, but then as things start to um, improve, um, such as his blocking um, and his you know, overall route running and instinctive and savviness, I mean, kind of different, but kind of like Edelman in, in the development center, the same player, they're not. But, you know, Edelman's a guy who didn't play much uh, for a while and then became a great, great receiver here, one of the most dependable players we've ever had. That certainly wasn't the case in, like, year two or year three as he was in that developing stage. So, yeah, we've seen that from plenty of guys. And, again, it's, it's hard work. It's taking the, the coaching and the instruction and applying it to fundamentals, to understanding our offense, to understanding the opponent's defense and leverage and spacing and things like that, which players like Julian and Jacoby are both good examples of players who played quarterback. Like, however good they were weren't a quarterback, I'm not, that's not really the point. The point is that they've seen the ball come in from their hand as opposed to always being on the receiving end of it. And kind of where you wouldn't want to, wouldn't want to throw and what, what helps a receiver, how a receiver can help a quarterback or how a receiver can kind of fool a quarterback and make it hard for the quarterback to throw to him. So I think, you know, in terms of being quarterback friendly, let's call it, um, you know, that's something that kind of, I'd say, came naturally to him. But, no, Jacoby's worked extremely hard. He's developed route running concepts uh, and techniques at multiple positions, inside, outside, play action, drop back. Uh, quicker throws, you know, knowing when he has more time to operate, knowing when he has to get open quicker, things like that, uh, based either on the timing of the play, the situation. Um, so he's a very smart, savvy football player on, on a lot of levels, not just in the passing game, but in the running game um, and in another formationing and things like that. So, yeah, it's um, been a great great time of growth for him. And it's, you know, it's really fun to see guys, you know, develop like that, come in and you know, not, not be very far along, but then progressively just keep stacking and stacking and stacking and stacking. You know, Miles is another guy like that, you know, at a complimentary position, same thing. Free agent, didn't expect much, played a little bit inside, you know, now we ended up this year, you know, playing safety, playing outside, returning punts. Um, Broadening his skills and, and improving his overall physical makeup, like Jacoby has, stronger, faster, you know, et cetera. So, yeah, if you watch guys develop like that, it's really it's fun to watch. And it's a real credit to the amount of work and time that they put into it. Bill, your final question? Pierre Strong, did he profile as someone who could be used on first and second down, or is he more in the third down receiving back role, <clears throat> you know, coming in here? Yeah, well, again, when you, you look at a player like that that, you know, came from the jump from where he played to where he is now, it's honestly kind of hard to know for sure until you actually work with the player. But, you know, Pierre's got a good skill set. Um, he doesn't have a lot of experience. He's gained a lot of experience since he's been here, but he has a long way to go. Um, obviously, the passing game is a lot harder for backs than the running game because of all the different things that can happen in the passing game and other stuff in the running game too, but it's a little more natural of you know, getting the ball and running with it, um, which I would say that needs a lot of refinement with most backs in general. But 
in the passing game, the different blitz pickup assignments, the different blitzing techniques that the linebackers or secondary players use that they have to block is usually something that's usually pretty foreign to them or they lack experience with. And then, of course, you have the whole passing game of getting out into the pattern based on whether an assignment, blitz assignment comes or doesn't come, trying to figure out what he's doing, and then how to run routes based on coverage, leverage, uh, and where the help is or isn't, sitting down versus keeping going and, you know, throttling and versus accelerating, things like that, that are very specific to um, the leverage and location of the defenders. And so a player like James White or Kevin Falk, um, well, Kevin was here when I got here, but like even James White, you know, would be a player that became elite at that. Um, wasn't that when he started, was pretty good at it, had a natural feel for it, and then became elite at it. Um, for another player to go from there to, let's say, where a James White or a Kevin Falk or players like that are, that's, you know, like that's a, a long, longer jump than I would say, you know, being a productive ball carrier. So. But Pierre's fast. He's got good size. You know, he works hard. He's a smart kid. He's had a lot of production in the running game in college. Um, so glad we have him. Keep working with him. He's making progress. We'll see how it goes. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thanks again, Phil. Appreciate it. Yeah.